Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for our Bible study and reflection today on January 4th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, so today's study and reflection is a little shorter than usual, but I think it speaks to a question that I've been asked several times, and I've shared this with y'all as well. And that question is, Arthur, what happened to you? Today's study and reflection may be an expanded answer to that question. So I think retirement is too formal of a term, but I guess technically I entered that chapter of my life about a year and a half ago. I was in the contracting business for over 50 years, and the majority of that time was spent as a business owner. My career started out with a large commercial contracting firm here in Columbia, South Carolina. I worked for a gentleman named Mac McCrory. During the time I worked for Mr. Mac, I learned a lot about all the phases of construction from estimating, business development, as well as project management. More importantly, he modeled a higher standard of business ethics, or what is referred to as doing the right thing. During my career as a business owner, I thought of him often and wondered what he would do in certain situations. When I first went into business for myself, I thought I would concentrate on the commercial side of construction because that's what I'd been doing. But a friend of mine asked me if I would build his house, and I said yes, and that reoriented my emphasis toward residential work. During my career, I built a lot of custom homes as well as a few spec homes. Well, you might ask, how did my foray into spec homes go? Not too good. The latter half of my career, up until retirement, I concentrated primarily on renovations and additions in the residential end of things. Many of you have probably gone through a renovation project at your home. I doubt that anyone has ever had a contractor that agreed to renovate the kitchen for a fixed price have that same contractor tell them he would be happy to add on a master bedroom suite and renovate their bathrooms at the same time for no extra charge. Unheard of, right? Well, of course, that doesn't happen in everyday world of construction. I'll tell you where it does happen, though. It happens when we invite God to renovate us. Have you ever thought of yourself as being a renovation project? When something is being renovated, it is also being changed, and hopefully for the better. God's agenda is change. You and I need changing. The promise of grace is change. The hope of eternity is the completion of the work of change. Jesus was referred to as a living stone. As our next scripture reading says, as we come to the living stone, we also are being built into a spiritual house. 
I've said before, and I truly believe that God is working in and through us, regardless of whether we know it or not, and regardless of whether we have an active relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. When we do, He does have even greater wonders in store for us. When we come to Jesus and begin submitting more and more of our lives to Him. I'd like to start today scripture reading in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And in the book of Corinthians, Paul lets the church know that we are co-workers with God and he is building us for his service. Listen to the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. And now the author of Ephesians emphasizes the importance of a good foundation, and that foundation is none other than Jesus Christ, who is the chief cornerstone. Hear the words from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. 
Now, I'll tell you, in the past, I've read a good many self-help books with, along with a lot of motivational books. Now, they were all written by well-known authors and highly respected individuals. While they may have helped me identify some areas I needed to improve and help me set goals, no self-help books or motivational books can affect the radical renovation that takes place in us when we learn, love, and live God's Word. As our reading said today, Jesus is the living stone, and He is the living Word of God. That's where our foundation lies, and it is through our relationship with Jesus that we are being renovated and equipped to bear God's image. Imagine yourself as a living house. And this comes from um, a C.S. Lewis quote in a book he wrote titled Mere Christianity. Quote, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right, stopping the leaks in the roof, and so on. You knew that these jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of, throwing up out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come live in it himself, end quote. Now, you remember earlier when I mentioned I don't know if any contra- of any contractors that would come in to renovate a kitchen and for the same price throw in a master bedroom addition as well as bathroom renovations. You know, as unworthy as we are, God sees us as perfect in and through the lens of his son, Jesus Christ. Christ paid the price for our renovation project. Thanks be to God and amen. Let us pray. Almighty God and most gracious Father, you created us in your image to be co-workers with you in your kingdom. It is because of what Christ did for us, unworthy as we are, that you would enter our imperfect lives and renovate us for your service. We lift up this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Jesus is the Word of God, the living Word of God. I want to leave you today with the words of Apostle John. And this is from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now go in peace, serve the Lord.